Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Mm-hmm. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. <laughs> I'm Mark Lawrence. Ben Reikley is here, fine local businessman, Republican commis- committee person. Uh, he's the vice president of CPAC. To- oh, wait. No, <laughs> uh, no I'm, uh, that's I'm our a co-host guest. today, and it's always a good Friday. I'm blending. When that's I'm our guest. When, I, when I'm a co-host. All right, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Mr. Kevin Hur is back. He's our fabulous mm-hmm. producer, so we appreciate all Kevin his help. Kevin was... Uh, seen on the video screen at the concert last night dancing with his wife to Elton John's Tiny Dancer. It was an emotional moment. Tears were flowing within the crowd. Trouble Kevin, is. excellent. excellent. <laughs> trouble, trouble is that concert was Wednesday night oh, okay. and my we wife did it. not go along with me. Yeah, <laughs> we, 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 we won't say who you were dancing with then with All Tiny right, thanks. Dancer. I appreciate that. <laughs> his wife was dancing because she was getting some respite time home alone so <laughs> she was enjoying that. With that, we welcome our guest to the line. Charlie Jarose on the line. He's a Republican candidate for Pennsylvania governor. Uh, we always talk to him about why he's running, but we can get into some more issues today. I called you vice president of CPAC. Would it be vice chair of CPAC? Is that correct? Vice chairman is correct, but you can call me anything you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> well, as one of the leaders of CPAC, that happens from half the country, probably. They have other names exactly. yeah, they have <laughs> for these good folks. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much for making some time to, to work on your campaign. Uh, just reiterate to our audience how your campaign came about, what kind of governor you'll be. Kind of give us an opening statement, if you would, please. Sure. Well, I'm running for governor because I really believe that we're in a battle for the heart and soul of our country. And those battle lines come right through Pennsylvania this year. We have a real opportunity to reject the overreaching, big spending, big government, lockdown, shutdown, arbitrary, capricious, edict, mandate orders of Tom Wolf and Josh Shapiro and choose a very different direction, one of individual liberty, personal freedom, responsibility, and ultimately hope, growth, and opportunity, which is what my campaign's all about. But real quickly, I didn't wake up one morning and say, gee, I think I ought to be governor. I got called by G.T. Thompson, who is the dean of our congressional delegation, and he said, Charlie, I want you to run for governor. So uh, that was the true genesis of my campaign, and I've been at it for a year now and have enjoyed every minute. Well, GT certainly is at full stride in Washington, D.C., so that's an endorsement you can get behind. You also picked up his endorsement yesterday, as did David McCormick, who is a, a, a U.S. Senate uh, campaign, so we can talk a little bit about that. You mentioned that uh, one of the things you stand for is this sort of a no-shutdown uh, uh, person if, if you're dealing with the pandemic. If you had been governor, explain some logical things we could have done that would help people stay safe but wouldn't involve you know massive mandatory lockdowns? Well, in a nutshell, we could have followed the model of Ron DeSantis or Christy Nome or other governors who didn't go into the edict mandate, lockdown, shutdown mode, and who ultimately had better health results for it. 
I mean, the stuff that Tom Wolfe and Josh Shapiro did was not only wrong-headed, it was arbitrary and capricious. And then they took out after a little county like Lebanon because they didn't knuckle under to the orders and mandates of the Wolf administration. I think the most telling moment of all the bad things that happened last year was when Tom Wolf took senior citizens out of hospitals, put them into nursing homes where many of them died. But before that happened, Rachel Levine took her mother out of the nursing home and put her into a luxury hotel. That, to me, said it all. Charlie, Ben Reichley here. Good to hear Morning, your voice. Ben. I've heard it heard it a couple times this week. <laughs> uh, question, we just talked about GT's endorsement yesterday on the Capitol steps. Uh, also, too, I, I find it interesting, you know, you're talking about the polls and you're seeing the polls and the large percentage of undecided, meaning some polls are saying 45%, some polls 51%, supposedly maybe it's down in the high 30s, but still a large portion of that undecided. And I always thought was interesting from your campaign is you're an outsider with inside information. So being in Harrisburg and understanding how the state runs, you you have a a very unique angle, meaning that, yes, you are an outsider politically, but you understand how the inside works, and more so, you understand how it doesn't work. Well, Ben, I think that's exactly why people are coming to our campaign, because I am an outsider, and I think people are looking for outsiders. They don't want the old rehashed, you know, political guys, but I know what's going on inside. So it's not like I'm completely and totally divorced from all of the public policy discussions that are going on in Pennsylvania that are, that are so vitally important to our future. I know what needs to be done, and I know how to do it. So as governor, I could step in on day one and fight for the people of Pennsylvania as somebody that has been an outsider, not messed up in all of the internal machinations that have gone on that have, frankly, let us all down. And, and Charlie, with that and looking forward, I I always thought it was very interesting uh, back when Tom Ridge was running for governor and uh, he had his uh, he had his little uh, campaign schnick, you know, where he's he's coming out and he says, hey, "I'm married a I married a librarian, so I didn't have to pay my my dues from the books I didn't Overdue. return." And yeah, so he had that. But one thing I always thought was interesting, uh, besides he saying, I, "I'm a uh, I'm a congressman from from a place in Pennsylvania that hardly ever has been to, and you hardly ever heard of me." But one thing he did say is. My name is Tom Ridge, and I want to be your governor. And when I see your campaign, I've been out with you on the campaign trail a little bit, have seen that. I mean, that that's what comes out of uh, your campaign stump speeches. And with that, is there one or two items on day one, day two, uh, in the Giro administration that you're going to look to do for Pennsylvania? You bet, Ben. And I say, I'm Charlie Giro. I want to be your governor, but I have to spell it because people have a hard time with Giroux. It's G-E-R-O-W. Pretty simple when you look at it, but pretty difficult for even me to pronounce sometimes. But in terms of being governor and what I would do right away, the first thing I would do is get the legislature to send back to me a repeal of Act 77, which was unconstitutional on its face, should never have been passed into law, and which really has caused an awful lot of trouble 
in our election system. And we have to get back to, quote-unquote, election integrity, where we can trust the vote. Because if we don't trust the results, there are no winners. The other things that I would do is get us out of Reggie, which is a tax on every Pennsylvanian that Tom Ridge has tried, or Tom Ridge, she got me talking about Tom Ridge, Tom <laughs> Wolf has tried to end run the legislature on, rather than taking it through the ordinary process. Uh, that's the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, which really would do a lot to kill the natural gas industry in Pennsylvania, and certainly would raise the taxes of every Pennsylvanian uh, through additional costs uh, on them. Uh, that's, that's number two. And number three is I would put into place as much as I humanly could as governor, and that would push the legislature to to follow through in the first hundred days of a Giroux administration, some tax cuts so that we can stimulate our economy, get it rolling again, and particularly help small business. Tell me about your road to victory. I love to watch polls, so I, I see that you're not uh, leading in the polls, but that's okay. Either was uh, Tom Wolf back in the day, so it doesn't really uh, command any uh, outcome. But uh, what is your road to victory? We certainly see you at a lot of events, so I know that's part of the solution in your view. Well, it really is. And, you know, these 30-second television ads that, you know, are kind of the coin of the realm are all well and good, although I think most people are sick of seeing them. Shoe leather costs a lot of money, too, and we've been at every wake and wedding for the past year. You're right, we're at a lot of events. We're doing more events in a single day than a lot of candidates are in a week. So I'm out pressing the flesh and seeing people one-on-one and talking to them in their homes, at the local stores, uh, at events in the evening, etc. And I think that has a cumulative effect. The path to victory for us, though, runs right through your listening area. Uh, I'm a Republican from the heartland, from central Pennsylvania, running to be the first Republican governor in half a century from central Pennsylvania, from the heartland. And so the T, the corridor up through the middle of the state and across the northern tier, is really the key to victory for me. I mean, people talk a lot about Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, but ultimately there are enough votes in the T, right where we live and work, to make the difference in a primary election. And as you pointed out, Ben, we're at roughly 50% of the electorate has no idea who they're voting for. And it's not like there are two candidates on the other half of that 50%. There are nine. So, you know, you don't have to do too much math to realize that a very, very small part of the electorate right now uh, being for you is enough to win. We're talking to Charlie Giroux, a Republican candidate for governor, one of nine, talking about why he's running. He's a GOP political strategist, a vice chair of CPAC, the national organization that gets a lot of coverage uh, these days, CEO of Quantum Communications. That's a, a thriving public relations firm out of Harrisburg. Helps a lot of campaigns, so you definitely know how to run a campaign, so you probably are following a recipe that you would recommend. If folks have a question for our guests, you can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com or text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, Charlie, given the opportunity you often talk about and the right audience, you talk about cancel culture and socialism and policies and wokeism. Uh, how much of that affects Pennsylvania government? You know, I certainly know that those are national issues Republicans like to uh, fight against if they can. But in Harrisburg, what's the wokeism, socialism, and cancel culture? 
culture that you'll be fighting if governor? Well, a lot of it's in education and the indoctrination rather than the teaching of our kids. Indoctrination through critical race theory, the 1619 movement, this craziness that we've now come across with transgender sports, you know, young men playing in women's sports, etc. And that's the stuff that I would fight back against on day one. And I've got a specific proposal for Pennsylvania, and it's this. Instead of the indoctrination of critical race theory, for example, how about if we get back to teaching the old-fashioned basics like civics? As you know, I was privileged to be a citizen of the United States. I wasn't born here, though I've lived in Pennsylvania longer than I think any of the other Republican candidates. I wasn't born here. And so I'm a naturalized citizen, a legal immigrant, I might add, legal immigrant. And in order to become a citizen, I had to pass a test, a citizenship test. I think that every graduating senior from a Pennsylvania high school ought to pass that test, because then we would know that they had read the Constitution that they understood a little bit, at least, about the rule of law, that they had been taught something about our founding and the history of our great country and what makes us truly exceptional. And I think with that base of knowledge, which, frankly, a lot of our graduating kids don't have, we'd have a better society, and we'd all be better off for it. Well, Charlie, keeping that uh, sort of narrative of education, uh, a Jarreau administration and you as governor are coming into a situation not only on the high school level, but what what is going to be done with the state institutions of higher education? Because we see mergers, we see potential shutdowns, uh, we see almost, uh, I'm going to say this, confusion in what the future might be for, for some of these institutions that have been fine institutions for, for decades and decades and decades. So it, it's it, you, when you talk about the high school, the K-12 to level, yes, I, I'm appalled by what happens in Philadelphia, Harrisburg, and, and Pittsburgh in what happens with those students. And, and I agree, basic reading and writing. Uh, from kindergarten to third grade. If you can't read, you can't learn. Graduate from high school, yes, understanding civics. There's three branches of government. And then, holy smokes, it might be interesting if they understood there were 67 counties in Pennsylvania. That might be a good start. <laughs> but but the higher education is going to be a very interesting task when you look at the whole education equation. You're absolutely right, Ben. And the PASHI system that you uh, referenced a minute ago has to undergo a real, really thorough review. As you know, a lot of those consolidations are already taking place. Uh, I'm a great supporter of the PASHI system. My son is a very proud graduate of Bloomsburg University, got a great education there, and really enjoyed his time there. So, you know, my experiences with uh, the PASHI system have been very good, but I know there are some real difficulties there. First of all, enrollment is down, and we're recognizing more and more that not every kid needs or wants to go to college. And so vocational education is going to be, I think, something that really, really rises up. And an administration run by me, Charlie Giroux, would be one that would encourage vocational education and alternatives to a four-year liberal arts degree. But with respect to the specific institutions you talked about, we're going to have to have a really, really comprehensive review, not only with respect to the ones that are consolidating, but ones that maybe should close. That's a tough thing to say, but you've got a couple of those 
state colleges, Ben, that simply cannot sustain themselves. And the taxpayers shouldn't be asked to do it because they're unable and incapable of doing it. All right, we're going to come back from a break momentarily. Charlie, please stand by talking to Charlie Giroux. If uh, folks wish to have a question put to him, send it to onthemarket.wkok.com or text us at 70236. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, we got money, money in the background. Lots of money dealing with Harrisburg's we'll the next hour, yeah. budget and uh, wide range of other topics to be continued. Kevin Hur, a fabulous producer, so we appreciate his help and hard work. Charlie Giroux is on the line. We're talking about uh, his campaign for governor. This is sort of what we call the uh, cons- the uh, lightning round, where we try to get into the half a dozen issues that our listeners have asked us to talk about. Uh, currently being talked about in the state house, legalizing pot. If that were to make it to your desk, what's your view on this idea of legalizing recreational pot for adults in Pennsylvania? Well, I was one of the guys that very early on said we should legalize medical marijuana. I took a lot of flack for it. Today, roughly 90% of Pennsylvanians think it's a good idea. So while I'm not a big promoter of legalized uh, pot, I think that it's inevitable. And if the legislature sent a bill to my desk, I would sign it. All right. Convention of States, one of our good co-hosts, is a real advocate for this. Our local lawmakers very hesitant. What's your view in Pennsylvania? I've supported the Convention of States. I recognize that there are some problems or potential problems. I won't say some problems, some potential problems with the possibility of a quote-unquote runaway convention. But something's got to be done because Washington is a mess and we're not cleaning it up as we are right now. All right, uh, Lance's questions. I'll, I'll let Yeah, we got uh, a ben. question, uh, Charlie, if you can give us just a snapshot. Abortion, guns. And death penalty. And death penalty. Boy, <laughs> that's, well, I, I think am, that's a I whole am, hour I we can do. I have been a very, very serious pro-life advocate for ever since Roe versus Wade, and I continue to be. And as governor, I would sign any pro-life legislation that got to my desk. Uh, the two bills that Tom Wolf vetoed, the fetal heartbeat bill, and the Down syndrome bill were good pieces of legislation passed by the, by the General Assembly, by the legislature, which is the manifest wishes of the people. Tom Wolf vetoed them. I would have signed them. Uh, with guns, I'm a gun owner, life member of the NRA. Uh, my mom's picture is on my website, Charlie for Governor, uh, charlieforgovernor.com. 
uh, holding her AR-15. She's almost 100 <laughs> years old. She lives by herself, and that's mm-hmm. how she protects herself. But oh, I think geez. it's important to say that not only do I support the Second Amendment, but I support the Pennsylvania Constitution as well. And the Pennsylvania Constitution goes even further than the Second Amendment by saying that our right to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. That's the Pennsylvania Constitution. And uh, with the death penalty, I think you ultimately have to have the ultimate sanction. Uh, You just have to have the ultimate sanction, the death penalty. But I think it needs to be used very sparingly because the one great tragedy is that you take a life that's innocent. Well, Charlie, I'll say this. How, how about uh, I'll get a sticker. I've seen I have some friends who have that for your mother. We'll give her a secondary insurance policy, and she can put it in her house. They'll say, uh, insured by Smith & Wesson. That might be a deterrent <laughs> also. Uh, well, speaking of guns, one of our listeners uh, says, what's the caliber of her AR-15? We don't like the two twenty twos. We want three oh eight. <laughs> so I'll let, you, I'll let you answer that, if you even know what her... I don't. You don't. I don't. Okay. All right. Well, I guess there's a big difference. All right, Sunday hunting, that, that sort of relates to guns. Uh, one of our listeners always wants us to ask if you'll favor Sunday hunting in Pennsylvania. Again, I know there's a lot of controversy with Sunday hunting among the hunting community. If the bill gets to my desk, I would sign it. Oh, you let that go. Okay. And, Charlie, haven't we seen those types of... Now, I don't say going back to blue laws, and, and Mark even <laughs> knows the blue laws, but ha- haven't we seen those, uh, um, how would I say, cultural differences now in the generations, meaning uh, lottery, gambling, you know, blue laws we saw go away. So now Sunday hunting and what goes on in the other states around us, uh, New York and, and the other states, doesn't that sort of, I, I don't want to say make sense to move into the 21st century and in, in, in some of the uh, laws and regulations? It really does, Ben. I mean, Pennsylvania has always dragged its heels on just about everything. I mean, we're the last ones to adopt just about any piece of new legislation so I'm one that's going to try to move Pennsylvania a little bit more quickly. Do you see that might be something that we could uh, look at in the privatization of the LCB? <laughs> of course. You know, it really is almost comical when you have friends come in from out of state and you have to explain to them the LCB system in Pennsylvania, <laughs> which was, as you know, designed to be, quote-unquote, making it as difficult and expensive as possible for Pennsylvanians to purchase alcohol. It was a throwback to the prohibitionist era because we had a prohibition governor, Gifford Pinchot, who was in office when prohibition ended, and he really was trying to extend it through a really crazy quilt combination of prohibitionism and socialism. We're the only state in the Union that has a system like this. Only Utah, which, as you know, is a largely Mormon population, even comes close. Yes. So, yeah, we ought to privatize the system. We ought to get Pennsylvania out of the liquor business because it never made sense from the beginning. But but that governor did also get the farmers out of the mud and got roads, uh, farm-to-market roads. So there were some good he things did, that Governor Pinchot... He did Pincha, some good things. Yes, yes he did. Yes. But his views on creating the LCP were no, a little misguided. I, I would agree 100%. Charlie, uh, closing comments on on this Good Friday? Well, first of all, yeah, to all of your listeners, a blessed Good Friday, but more important, a wonderful and blessed Easter, because the three most important words in the history of our planet 
are he is risen. But back to the campaign for just one second. I'm running hard for the next month to get the Republican nomination on May 17th. I would ask any of your listeners to, if they have other questions or want to ask me about anything, tell me about anything, offer a suggestion about how we can make Pennsylvania better, to call me personally. My number is 717, a good central Pennsylvania area code, 717-877-8194, 717-877-8194. If your listeners want more information about our campaign, they can go to charlie4for, not the numeral, charlieforgovernor.com. And I hope that people will remember that it's Charlie Giroux, spelled G-E-R-O-W, running right. to be from the people for the people to return our fundamental liberties and our individual freedom. And we will see you in Snyder County at the event that's an open event on uh, April 30th. Saturday, April 30th in Middlebrook. I'm looking forward to being back in Snyder County on April 30th. I will be in your area several times before that, but I will be at that event on April 30th. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Thanks for your help. Very much appreciated. Thanks for your viewpoints. We appreciate you uh, sharing them with our audience. And do enjoy the rest of Holy Week and your weekend. Great to be with both of you, and thanks for the opportunity. Charlie Giroux on the news line uh, with us, a Republican candidate uh, for governor and uh, vice chairman of CPAC, the mm-hmm. uh, Conservative uh, Political Action Committee, uh, making news all the time out of Washington, D.C. He lives in Mechanicsburg, is that correct? Uh, Cumberland County. Cumberland County. He's a mm-hmm. political strategist, GOP political strategist for other campaigns up to now, has helped G.T. Thompson in some of his strategy over the years. That's a big endorsement, G.T. He is a silent statesman in the political arena of Pennsylvania. Well, and every year he gets just another little bit more influence down in Washington, so that is mm-hmm. great. CEO of Quantum Communications, uh, Charlie, is. If you want to see that uh, endorsement, you can go to Charlie Giroux's website. He's got that posted there, and uh, you can see that, plus the David McCormick <laughs> endorsement David McCormick as well. was there also, yeah. I'll tell you what, he's he's a little over the top, I, I think. Ultra, ultra... Uh, David, David McCormick, a wrestler from Bloomsburg, wrestler, football player right. from Bloomsburg, and his father was the president of Bloomsburg College. It was it Bloomsburg State College at the time? Mm-hmm. All right, and then became the head of she. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. Our sponsor mm. is the Sunbury Motor Company. Mm. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf also. Uh, you can find them at this address as well, sunburymotors.com. When's the last time you drove a Sunbury Motor Company car? Uh, 38 minutes ago. 38 minutes. Okay. Well, you know, it was probably about 40 minutes. Okay. You, you had time to 
to get your cup of coffee. Uh, but they invite you to do what Ben and I have done, uh, at least annually and semi-annually. Go to the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Get your vehicle aligned, serviced, uh, fluids checks, battery checks, replace a battery. And they would just love to put some motorcraft parts in your vehicle. And yep. guess what? Your car will be better off for it. They specialize in all types of service, though, at the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. And if your car is shot, well, you can, I don't mean a bullet hole, but I mean if your car is <laughs> worn out, drive by, and you're ready for a new one, hey, that's true. Yeah, you never know. But out in the country, there's a lot of abandoned cars with bullet holes in them. Uh, it seems like bullets must attract signs because it seems like the bullets signs attract signs. Out in the country, okay. <laughs> the signs, these bullets go into these signs. Mm, it must that's be. Not uh, right. it's, it's like the birds uh, migrating. They uh, do certain areas. But uh, Mark, uh, I understand there's going to be some inventory pluses coming on next couple weeks at Sunbury Motors. Uh, Jeff Clock and Tom Mertz has gone out to Ford. They've armed wrestle. They've won. They're bringing they're bringing carriers of cars back to the central Susquehanna Valley. Well, they already got the allocations. They just got to get Ford to make good on them, and so they hey, did. They I went there and got them. So you see a half-empty lot today, and then you're going to see well, a lot was more was arm on wrestling, it. and there Is was, that a, was? Uh, there was a, a double-leg takedown with one of the execs at Ford into a chicken wing, and I think he uh, one of them turned uh, one of those Ford execs over into, I believe it was called a Shikalimi Cradle Rockabye. I could oh. have that wrong, Kevin can look that up. That, that would be a rockabye year baby with a shikalami melody. Yes, with uh, I oh think 12 F-150s on that carrier coming to central Susquehanna Valley. Wow, holy smokes. You got it. Okay. Well, that's the Sunbury Motor Company. What else can I say? Sunbury Motors? Sunburymotors.com. They would very much love to do business with you, so this is an opportunity for you to save a lot of money and to uh, make sure that you know exactly who you're dealing with. These are family folks, and they're going to do what's best for you. And as uh, we mentioned, they're going to Dearborn on a regular basis to do arm wrestling and uh, a whizzer and whatever else it takes to get to... Granby Rolls, Fireman Carry. <laughs> by, the, by the way, that was a Dwayne Lemley uh, classic. I okay. can give credit there. And what is it again? Rockabye your baby with a shikalami melody. Oh my gosh, super duper. All right, Sa- thank you. That's wrestling talk, baby. Yeah, Dwayne Lemley. We haven't talked well, about it in a while. Now, it, now it's a Sunbury Motors F-150 melody. Right. Now, I do. I, I picked out uh, one of the F-150 limited vehicles that's coming in for Joe. He doesn't have to love it. He, Joe's an F-150 guy? Well, no. He doesn't love it yet, I'm going to say. I have I, him in the Maverick or maybe the well, Ranger. Well, he did order a Mustang Mach-E, but I said, no, nope, we're gonna we're gonna upgrade. We're gonna give you some uh, we're gonna give you some cargo room in the back. All right, let's get to open phones and headlines. Uh, we got a caller waiting, so what we'll do is uh, we'll handle the call and then I'll do headlines on the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll free line is open one 795 9565 Email us at on the mark at wkok.com and text us at seven zero two three six. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, Van, you do not have to wait through the headlines. We'll put you on the radio right away, and then we'll do the headlines. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Well, good morning. Thank you for taking me for your headlines. Uh, one of the questions you asked the gentleman you had on your program there this morning was, should we legalize marijuana? And I'm not sure if most people know this or not. I didn't know this to just recently, but the THC levels in marijuana prior to 1990, they were approximately about 4%. So you know, stuff we grew up with, not very potent at all. And over the years, it's increased. So up to like 2015, it had increased up to 212% of that. And now 
they have marijuana that they they use they call it bho which is it's actually hash oil that they use and they they call it dabbing i don't know if you ever heard of that before or not but dabbing they use this oil and of course they use a butane lighter that's where it gets its its name the butane hash oil this stuff has a thc level between 70 to 90 percent which is way greater than the four percent that we grew up, you know, years ago with, and it causes hallucination. It's very potent, and this in the states that have legalized marijuana, that is the kind of stuff they are using. All right, so this is out of control. Well, that's a good good point. Thank you so much for pointing that out. I, I think we've heard references to the fact that today's pot's more powerful, but I'm not sure we heard any percentages. And I, that is important. That should be part of the discussion. I think, you know, you're not just legalizing this Mexican stuff we used to uh, buy uh, when I was in high school in 1977. This is powerful stuff that can really cause some damage. And when you drive under the influence of this, you are driving under the influence. So that's what's coming out slowly in these hearings, so this is a good start in Harrisburg. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. I wanted the the state to have a full conversation about the pluses, the minuses. Do we want to legalize a drug? Do we want to regulate it like we do alcohol? Uh, It's there. Other states have it, so you you can drive over a state line and get it, but uh, do we want Pennsylvania to be the standalone place where we're keeping... You know, people and kids and but they're not going back. Safer people aren't going back to four percent. They're not going back to that. So you know, the legalization is going to be legalization that's jet fuel marijuana strong pot, and sure. also the distribution and the uh, delivery systems are are far different now. The edibles. I mean, you know, they seem not to tell the story of what's going on in California, Colorado, Washington, Oregon about the black market. Illegal selling of drugs is not going away. Those organizations are not giving up that cash cow. So, again, you you don't hear those stories. Or just talk to a veterinarian. They're not going to cover that at all in Harrisburg? You, you, hardly, you hardly hear about that. Talk to a veterinarian. No, will they cover it in Harrisburg? Well, you hope, having hearings you hope they will. You hope they will. But the black market for the high-end marijuana is there, and now there's something else that's even pushing that away, and we're not addressing it at all, particularly at the border, is the fentanyl. Well, we've talked about that on this show plenty. That's the deadliest thing to happen to the U.S. in a long time. Okay. So, Van, anything else to add on this? Yeah, this is a tough discussion. Uh, I don't know if you heard Senator Yaw. I invite you to go back to our archives. We asked him about legalizing pot. He doesn't favor it, but he said, you know, unfortunately he thinks that lawmakers might get coerced into doing it because of other states. Well, there's this push for certain things to be legalized that, to me, it's, it's makes no sense at all why would we want to legalize marijuana i mean it's like just with fentanyl what where do we draw the line at i mean it's just like with the progressive agenda it's just from one thing to another so let's go ahead and legalize marijuana well let's go ahead and do like san francisco and let's give people needles and give them the drugs as well so they can go ahead and and inject themselves with their drugs, and let's put them up in, in apartments, too, and take care of them. San Francisco, you know, it's in Philadelphia, down in, I think, Kensington Park. Uh, Double-check that on the park, but the Kensington Street, it's basically an open-air drug uh, uh, place that so you can go and, and, and have have at it. Yeah, and, and why why would people want to have that in their cities? I mean, it's it's become, you know, I hate to use the term, but it's, it's a hellhole. 
it's a place where you know people don't want to go to anymore when the when the mayor of Los Angeles tells people to stay away, they can't guarantee the safety of people that would visit the city. You know, our cities are a wreck. And then they talk about defunding the police. And, you know, well, let's go ahead and legalize prostitution, too. That's another another leftist agenda they want to have pushed. And then let's go ahead and, and teach little children about LGBTQ and push that on them. And then they, they want to, you know, trash talk uh, DeSantis because... They they say well so no say no, don't say gay bill in Florida no it's don't talk to our children about things that are inappropriate and honestly that shouldn't even be spoken to any children throughout any school any public school. Well, at the same time, we'll get uh, folks here that will call in and say, well, prohibition isn't working. You know, policing isn't, you're not able to do so. You know, if Ben said, okay, absolutely, positively have to have a doobie before lunch, he could do it. And and I think, uh, so that's the other aspect of this. Yes, we want the, we may want, you know, we may decide that we want this stuff to be illegal, but you can't prohibit it. Kids get it, you know, um, adults get it if they want it. And uh, you grow your own. So, I guess just your reaction to that, Van, and then we'll kind of move on here, but uh, prohibition doesn't work. Well, it's like, it's never going to go away, so then why do we want to legalize it? I mean, that's like, with any vice, you know, well, hey, we, we can't regulate it, you know, well, let, let's just make it legal then. Well, let's, let's just make murder legal in the cities. It seems to be pretty consistent. It isn't being stopped. The murders just go on. Let's just make murder legal then. Okay. All right. We got you. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good good points all. We appreciate that. 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone. So we've launched into a discussion that uh, relates to law enforcement and uh, prohibition of pot. And there's hearings underway mm-hmm. uh, in Harrisburg that relate to this. So uh, that's why the legalization of pot came up with Charlie Durow. Can I use your roach clip so I can... You're going to get, get my, this doobie before get my lunch. Full doobie. <laughs> uh, I don't have one, but um, okay. I'll see if Kevin does. There's actual alligator clips in the building, oh, okay. so you can uh, probably make, use make some, sure you want to. Like you want to and remember too. In some people circles, a friend with weed is a friend indeed. Oh, amen. Okay. All right. Some uh, brief news headlines here. State troopers say a woman from Northumberland County died in a crash about two weeks ago in Dauphin County. 35-year-old Mahogany Marie Peters of Treverton succumbed to injuries at Hershey Medical Center. Uh, farmers being hit hard by high fuel prices. Fertilizer costs are greatly increasing if they can get it. Inflation, of course, infecting them, uh, affecting them, and the labor shortage. Plus, now you can't get enough glyphosate or the Roundup that they need. So glyphosate has increased 250% or so, uh, so the price of herbicides is increasing. There are also some shortages for glyphosate right now. Anna Hodgson is a field and forage crop educator with Penn State Extension, says there's a wide range of issues impacting farmers, and they are really on the margin uh, this time around. Associated Press reporting students at Pennsylvania State-owned universities won't see a tuition increase next year on a unanimous vote Thursday by the State System of Higher Education's board. The SHE board passed what they say will be the fourth year of flat tuition as the struggling system hopes the legislature will approve hundreds of millions of dollars in additional funding. 
Quote, the state's decision about our budget this year is existential for the state system, says Chancellor Daniel Greenstein. He said this week ahead of the expected vote, it will determine the future of high education as we know it in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no to the drop boxes. Voters who utilize mail-in ballots will no longer be able to place them in a drop box under legislation approved by the state Senate. Mark Sims has that story. Senator Ryan Armand voted for the bill, saying drop boxes are the least secure way to vote. Video evidence, witness testimony, geolocation data, and thorough reviews by law enforcement at the local level all confirm that drop boxes are breeding grounds for suspicious activity. But Senator Steve Santacero says drop boxes are safer than mailboxes. So here we are today considering a piece of legislation to do away with something that is aimed at making it more convenient for voters to cast their ballots on the strength of testimony that is suspect at best. The bill now goes to the House. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right, some other headlines briefly, then we take the break, but we'll open up the phone lines. We'd love to hear from you. 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We've got one big email pending, so we'll read that ASAP, but we'll take others. These are the last of the headlines. The Republican National Committee voted unanimously Thursday to ban future GOP presidential nominees from participating in debates put on by the Commission on Presidential Debates. That's the nonpartisan body that has organized general election <laughs> debates since 1988. Uh, take non out of there, the partisan organization. Oh, did I say nonpartisan? <laughs> Accidentally. You. you might have been a slip. Oh, yeah, it's probably a Freudian slip. <laughs> they actually are partisan. Well, that's part of their complaint. Yeah, that is. Right. So this is uh, Republican cancel culture. They say, quote, mm-hmm. the Commission on Presidential Debates is biased and has refused to enact simple and common sense reforms to help ensure fair debates, including hosting debates before voting begins and selecting moderators who have never worked for candidates on the debate stage, unquote, said the RNC chair, Rana McDaniel, in a statement. The amendment uh, to the committee's rules, which members approved at the party's spring meeting in Memphis, requires potential nominees to agree in writing to participate in only RNC-sanctioned debates or face exclusion from future debates. Okay, That's a little out there, but the basic debates have gone away. They aren't even debates. Right, they're just, they're just political points. circus, and then it, it just doesn't work. And uh, again, you can go through and see, but the commission is a partisan group, as we've seen right. over, over the last 10 to, let's say, 22 years. Another headline. After less than three hours of deliberation, a Washington, D.C. jury found Dustin Thompson guilty of multiple charges stemming from his participation in the January 6th Capitol assault, including obstructing Congress's certification of the Electoral College votes and stealing liquor from the Capitol building. Wow. (laughs) I I didn't even know that was in there. That's funny. I hadn't pre-read this. Pelosi's office? Uh, Is it the Speaker's office? I have no idea. Just stealing liquor and a coat rack from the Capitol building. He faces a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. The Ohio man was first charged in the week since the Capitol breach and with co-defendant Robert Lyon. Investigators say they drove together to Washington ahead of the attack and later took an Uber to former President Trump's Save America rally in the heart of the city. 
Uh, and finally, in case you didn't know, today Major League Baseball celebrates Jackie Robinson and the 75th anniversary of his breaking the league's color barrier in 1947. Today, every Major League Baseball player and coach will wear the number 42 in Dodger blue to honor the legend. Robinson's jersey was retired league-wide in 1997. Interesting All right, story. Not only a... Uh, great baseball player, but an excellent, excellent athlete at UCLA. Overall. Football, track and field, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure about basketball, but uh, was a uh, t- tremendous athlete. one 800 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. You can call us. one 800 We talked about marijuana and uh, legalizing pot. Is mm. that a good idea? We haven't really had a big discussion about that in Pennsylvania. Senator Yaw says, uh, regardless, it's possible senators would be, um, uh, what, coerced to use his word, not mine. Republican National Committee doing some canceling, saying that these biased debates are no good for anybody and don't serve, so they're going to have their own debate. And let's see, what else do we got cooking here? We would invite you to call us about anything else you wish. One of our listeners sent us a note, uh, relates to the January 6th attack and President Trump's culpability there, so we'll try to read that whole thing on there, a couple of two, three hundred words, but uh, I'm a natural-born reader, so I'll get to that. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Text us at 70236. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Describes Joe McGranahan on some days. If you've heard him do his uh, high on marijuana imitation, yeah, we got we got marijuana, we got Jesus, we got it all going on here. Yeah, it's Holy Week. It's Holy Week. Good Holy Friday, everybody. Uh, one of our good listeners says, "Mark, do you think Pennsylvania legislature's so weak spine that they'll be coerced into legalizing pot because other states have? What are they? A bunch of lemmings? Well, no, I think this uh, yeah. this is Senator Yaw's view. Pretty much, yes, they well, are. At perhaps, times. but this is Senator Law view that because other states have it, they have to do it, you know, and uh, they don't. he doesn't really want to, but it has to be controlled and taxed, and you won't be able to buy it on the street corner, but you'll be able to buy uh, it yes at dispensaries and things. Yes, you will. Oh, you think the illegal no, market bl- will continue? Black market. You, yeah, okay, Mark, that'll continue. Mark, we're an organized crime. We're not giving up that cash cow. All right, we're Joseph, you're on the mark. Uh, thanks for calling in. Yes, <clears throat> you were talking about prohibition and uh, blue laws and stuff like that, and I wanted to comment on that. I think Van brought out a very good point about uh, they say prohibition didn't really stop the alcohol. You know, you had your speakeasies and stuff. So we just make it legal, you know, and uh, that's okay. Well, here we are now in the 21st century. And so 
shoplifting. And that used to be a pro prohibition means what? To prohibit doing something, right? You're prohibited from selling alcohol back in prohibition days, right? So they use the word prohibition. So we had a law against shoplifting. Well, that didn't really stop it. So let's just say they can shoplift up to $1,000 and they walk out the stores. And uh, you can just go on and on in that vein. Even in New York City, when I saw policemen assaulted by uh, black men throwing water on them, they should be arrested. But no, nah, we'll let them go. In other words, you've opened Pandora's box here, you know. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk now about the blue laws. The blue laws back in the 50s and 60s were unconstitutional, number one. If you were a business owner and you uh, observed the seventh-day Sabbath according to the Bible, you would have to close your shop on the sixth day of the week at sunset and wouldn't dare open it until the seventh day, what they call Saturday at sunset. Well, back when I was a child, uh, you lived outside of Miffenburg, Milton, any rural town before the malls. That's when all your business was transacted on the sixth day of the week and on the seventh day of the week. But if, again, you were prohibited to keep the Sabbath of the Bible, if you were a, a Bible-believing person, okay, then you want to open your shop then on the first day of the week that they called Sunday, it was against the law to do that. So we see these things that are illegal, like uh, men marrying women, men and women marrying women. That was illegal. It was unthought of years ago. Now it's the law. So we have a different law, contrary to the law of Scripture of the Almighty. Man has, is putting his laws forth, and that's why you see all this corruption coming forth in the world today. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Joseph. Thanks for calling in. Okay, Very much appreciate Harry, you are next. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. I just heard the very tail end of uh, that uh, Charlie Garros thing, and I'd like to res um, respond to something on there. But the other thing, I, I, I love that news item about the, the guy stealing alcohol from the uh, Capitol building, and I think that, you know, that may explain some things that's going on down there. Maybe we have the answer to many of the items that are, uh, many of the problems that are going on if they were if there's that much alcohol in there worth stealing to make it a... a, a Maybe a they should have but more. Anyway, um, in, in response to uh, Charlie Garau's thing with the privatization, he talks about how it was set up to uh, uh, make everything more expensive and and uh, and to keep prohibition going. I can't answer to that. I wasn't around in 1932. Governor but Pinchot. what I can say now, it is it is not more expensive. Our, our pricing is very competitive to most states. The uh, fact of the matter is that that money is going into the general fund at a rate higher than what they're talking about in a one-time buy. There is also the fact that 1% of the gross revenue goes towards the state police for enforcement, which I highly doubt a private company is going to want to give $2.5 million towards enforcement of laws that could fine or put them out of business. And the other thing is that when you look at the way things are set up, my wife and my daughter, and we're in, my daughter lives in North Carolina, my wife was with her, my daughter was looking for drinks for... Uh, juices and, and drinks for her kids, our grandkids, and my wife was looking at some wines down there, and when they turned around, they were in the same aisle. Um, and that was in a Walmart. 
uh, Harry, if know, it's if it's so good, if it's so good, then I think I think no control is going to be so no, better no. than some control. It is outdated. Sorry, it's outdated. It's obsolete, and it's ridiculous that we're in this state. Uh, how how to buy that? I understand you're working for it, but Mark and I could run the LCB and be as profitable because it's a monopoly. And when you have a monopoly, that's all you have. The scenarios about the monies and where it goes and the safety factor, here's my point. If the LCB is the way to go, then let's get the state in groceries and let's get the state in cars, selling cars. The state then should be in more things if it's the way to go. Legal pot. Yeah, and, and look at cigarettes. Just take cigarettes as an example. But, um, yeah, I, I just, uh, boy, uh, it's it's a tough one. Outdated and uh and talk to talk to the people at Giant and Wise Markets and other people who have to deal with the LCB on the warehousing side, and it's very inefficient and impractical. But I mean, here we are well, in Pennsylvania. Well, it has been in the past. We have done that. That's something that can't be addressed accurately right now because we are now dealing with the warehouse, uh, new warehouses that are strictly into liquor, which was not the case before. Um, we're now dealing with KLS. Um, and that is a, a, a different ball game. They deal strictly with liquor. There's no issues now with uh, with storage and everything else. So there are more products available. I mean, I can tell you in the store I'm leaving because I'm going to a different store now. But in the store I'm leaving, we had 4,000 items on the shelf, and I will guarantee you, you will not see that in a in a privatization setup, and other than maybe just a very small handful of stores. Uh, and in my store, for example, the store I'm about to leave. That's considered a mid-sized store. Uh, you know, you talk about more choice. That's not going to happen, Ben. That Where's, will not happen. I, People I, cannot uh, afford that kind I, of inventory. The market will drive it. The market will drive those choices. And <laughs> what I see happens well, in New Jersey, be, ben, New York, but, but and Maryland. But who's going to be able to afford to put all that stuff in? And you talk about talking to people at Giant. You go to Giant and you ask somebody... What's going to go good with my lamb chops or my ham? <laughs> and then you find out which which, oh, uh, I, I which barefoot wine uh, they tell you, well, which is really junk wine. Well, I know. I don't disagree with you on some of the... But mm-hmm. then when you go to uh, stores that, particularly in Maryland, that have been in business for decades and decades there's an understanding and you look at the pricing but no if it was if it's so good if that model is so good we should be doing it in auto dealerships we should be doing it in groceries if the state is this efficient we should be we should be spreading that model not trying to uh, privatize it i think my barefoot wine's just well, got I, dissed. I think it I'm is not efficient. sure <laughs> i think it is efficient no, I think my barefoot wines just got dissed by uh, Harry. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, they should be. All right, thank be. you. All right, these are, come on, they're almost $6 a bottle. You're killing me here. All right, thank you so much, Harry. Thanks for yep, calling in. Thanks, Appreciate Harry. that. All right, we'll Mark, take more comers. What? what uh, from my, a wine aficionado in California decades ago told me, Ben, if you like it, drink it. If it's $8, $80, $800, if you like that wine, drink it. I just hope you like the eight and eighty more than eight hundred. So <laughs> I like the like rieslings your, of the. If you world. like your barefoot, go after. I'm it. a Shade Mountain riesling guy. That's yeah, what we drink you know by what? the case. Hey, again, here's the thing. Forget about the wine snobs, the vodka snobs, the craft beer snobs. If you like it, you drink it. It's like art. If it's visually pleasing to you, look at it. Don't let people tell you what you should be doing. Now they su- suggest. 
But believe me, uh, I, Mark, go into Pine Knotter Brewery in, in, in Nori, and there'll be a beer in there you'll like. Don't let them tell you what you'll like. Like what you want to. My favorite, King Street Brew. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll take more comers. We're talking about uh, do we want to privatize the PLCB in Pennsylvania so that we can have a lot of state or a lot of liquor stores all over the place, but no <laughs> state stores per se, or just uh, open it up like a lot of other states do, still be regulated and taxed. Uh, do we want to legalize pot? Mm. Uh, the state legislature is being coerced. Why and Charlie Jordan. Oh, had a lot of uh, comments about this and that. Maybe you have an observation about that. But we got open phones is right it, now. Is it Giro, Gyro, or Hero? Giro. 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 Okay. Like Al Giro. Right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. we got a big email. I'm going to read that on the radio when we come back. And a special announcement also. Okay, coming back. I want one bourbon, one scotch, one Thurgood is not drinking alone. I hope if he's having all that. Well, he might be. I better pot that down or you'll be beeping yourself again mm. <laughs> this, this week, what Kevin. Does, uh, all what's right. Kevin having there? Some old granddad? Is that the bottle I'm looking at? <laughs> no, that is coffee. <laughs> I guarantee it. And that's uh, the second cup, or probably the third. Kevin is one of the coffee drinkers around here. All right, one of our good listeners sends us a note yesterday after we talked about how culpable, if at all, was President Trump related to the January 6th insurrection. And to that end, she says, Joe said he feels if Trump was involved in what actually occurred January 6th, that he should be given the full justice of the law. Well, here's what I think. People, and I mean people, were offended by President Trump's mannerisms and how he said things. Okay, that's Trump. I truly doubt he ordered people to do what they did that day. He was so upset at the election because he felt he was cheated. Actually, I do too. However, it's just like telling a story to someone. That someone tells the story to another, and that person tells the story to another. And by the time it gets to the next person, it's not exactly what was said, and it is what they want to hear. This goes on and on and on with people who took what Trump said in a certain way. These are, or there are crazies all over the place who run with the ball and feel their interpretation of what actually was said happened to be different from what they believe was said. I absolutely doubt President Trump told the crowd to go into the Capitol and cause such a disturbance. He was literally ticked off at how the cheating had occurred and probably was super adamant in telling the crowd exactly how he felt. These crazies who exaggerate things, no doubt, took it to the bank and what they thought Trump was perpetrating. It's just that this kangaroo court of an insurrection committee had in their minds to take everything that happened and blame Trump for, for it all. Too bad that Donald had a rally that day because his rally fit the narrative of what the committee felt fit the puzzle. You know, it wasn't just convenient that Nancy Baby refused to let Jim Jordan and other Republicans be part of the committee. Jim would have been a very vocal person on the committee not putting up with such nonsense. Yeah, I can agree with that. I would I would take action, though. I don't think it's fair to count. Kangaroos. I think kangaroos <laughs> well, are not really higher than court, this court. Right? This, I mean, they uh, don't have any 
Circus Committee. No, it, it's a circus. It, it is a circus down <laughs> Not there. A court, it's a circus. And uh, it, it's gonna. It's a joke. And you know what? Uh, let all the videos come out. Let the pictures of the security guards letting the people in come out. Get a whole understanding of what went on down there. And the people who should be prosecuted should be. Also, the people that have been in jail should either be. I mean, if we're letting people who protest and burn uh, businesses out on no bail, then maybe these people should be out on no bail. So uh, time will tell. But uh, Pelosi made it partisan, and we see what it is. And, you know, Liz Cheney and, uh, well, uh, Kinzinger's not running again. Liz Cheney is. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll certainly see what happens. But uh, if uh, Speaker or if uh, Minority Leader McCarthy could not put the people on he thought would be representative of the Republican Party, uh, then what type of uh, committee really is it? Alright, 1-800-795-9565 What's your view on that January 6th Insurrection Committee? Uh, we talked about uh, legalizing pot in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, we also talked about uh, the privatizing the LCB and Charlie Giroux was on the line earlier. We're enjoying an open day. David, what's your view on these topics? Good morning. Uh, what uh, what is the name of the candidate you had on? It doesn't didn't sound familiar to me. Charlie Giroux. Yeah, it's spelled G E R O W. I don't think I've seen any TV ads for him, and I've gotten thousands of TV ads clogging the TV from politicians. Yeah, he's probably day. not on TV. Yeah, he's been on TV a number of times. Okay. Pictures uh, from Gettysburg up to uh, farming community and uh, Hummelstown. But anyway, yeah, he's a bona fide candidate. He's one of nine, as he mentioned. He's got just as much opportunity. There's a gazillion undecideds out there. So that's him getting his message out. He knew that you hadn't heard of him, so he put himself on the radio mm -hmm. today. Tried to get up here in person, but he got endorsed yesterday by uh, G.T. Thompson, the congressman. So he was out there. Okay, well, I'll look for him uh, in the future. Uh uh, so many other guys running for everything and people campaigning against them and everything clogging up the TV. It's well, there's some women, some women running, too. Right. There's some good candidates, and there's yeah. some uh, candidates I wouldn't yeah. vote for. Melissa, Melissa Hart is a woman who's running for governor. I wouldn't vote for her. But uh, she's from Western <laughs> and she PA. was the last candidate on earth. All right. Thank you so much, Dave. Good luck uh, sifting through all of this. Uh, the League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg area has a voter's guide coming out. If it's not already out, and it will have information if you do online research, uh, Mm -hmm. They'll help you find out which which is which. Thank you, Dave. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five has been the, as has been the tradition. Is uh, candidates can either come on Sunrise and then make a separate appearance on On the Mark, or come on On the Mark and we'll play their interview back on Sunrise. So if mm. you didn't hear Charlie Giroux's remarks, we'll play them back on Sunrise next week. We'll make sure that uh, he gets the word out. All right. I got to take a quickie break and take our last break of the week. Stan is standing by, so we're going to switch the show around and get new theme music, and we're going to have an episode of. What's on Stan's mind? Mm, no. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. 
You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The only pop artist whose music I know now, Rebecca Black, with the great theme music. And the reason we have this is because we have a great producer. Got a quick email here that will clear up uh, the alcohol and the... uh Go ahead, read it. Let's go. For the record, the bottom of bourbon stolen by Dustin Thompson from the Capitol came from the Senate Palmetarian's office, not the Speaker's office. Facts are important things. Please check before you apply. No, WRRR. We were asking if it came from. We certainly appreciate no, you're you speculating that. because no, you're saying like did it come from Pelosi's office? I've met Pelosi. <laughs> we know who you are. I have met Pelosi. I've been there. So WRR. Oh, please, thank you for that. <laughs> come on, Ben. We know who you are. Go ahead, Stan. What's on Stan's mind? Well, talking about Pelosi, when, when you see her speak, it does look like she's about three bottles in, but that's neither here nor there. No, that's, that's, uh, not, that's not, in all fairness, Dan, that's not alcohol. That's cosmetic surgery. Oh, well, and, and she's, no, she's, she's admitted that, too. She's admitted that, too. It would tend to lead to that, lead okay. me to think well, that Welcome way. to the On the Mark Daycare, everybody. What were you saying, Stan? <laughs> she's talked about her surgeries. Go, go, go ahead, Stan. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, Pelosi is who Pelosi is, and she's not worth the time of day, in my opinion. Because, you oh, know, if Well, no, she Stan, would, I had a nice conversation with her. All the security cam footage from January 6th, the narrative would be different. Now, I'm not saying there wasn't violence, and I'm not saying there wasn't people breaking things. But there was other stuff going on that we haven't seen because they won't release it. Gotcha. That's there true. Was, there was a guy just acquitted by a judge. He had a bench jur- uh, trial instead of a jury trial because he said that the cops left him into the Capitol building. He wasn't there when they broke the doors down, but the cops didn't stop him, and they kind of welcomed him in. Okay? They just stood there. They didn't act like he needed should be out. And the, and the judge acquitted him for that Okay, okay? because, hey, Yep, that was I widely covered, widely publicized. Well, well uh, Stan, the January yep, 6th thing is one thing, but remember the Michigan governor's thing that happened where they acquitted those gentlemen out there where the DOJ just fell all over themselves. So, you know, the Michigan governor's kidnapping uh, farce went on. This January 6th, I agree 100%. They won't release all the information. But that's not why Stan called. Well, no, actually, that's you're right. That's not part of it. What I'd, what I'd like to hear from... Somebody is you get a local farmer on, you know, one that does a lot of farming and explains to the people of this area why are their food prices are going up and why they're going to go up and why there could be shortages because they know. They're the ones that have to pay, put the money out to put the, the crop in the ground. I know just and the what guy. it's costing them. All right. I know just now, a guy. I, I got a number for you if you need it, but whatever. Won't put that out there. And the other, the other thing. Have you, I don't think you have, you haven't had Kathy Barnett running for Senate on the radio, correct? Nope. 
She hasn't called Could us. Could you reach out to her? No. Nope. Yep. Could you reach out to her? No, nope. this doesn't work that way. There's too many of them. Okay. They, they call us when they're okay. ready. All right, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll get online and see if, and suggest it to them, and maybe they'll call there you. There you go. That's call a good idea. We, we are, you, because she needs to be introduced to the area. I think she's a great candidate, and she would be a good senator, as well, opposed to the two uh, carpetbaggers we have running. Is she super you know. conservative? Yes, she is. Okay. She's also a lady of color. Okay. okay. So you know, for, a for the for the then? left to say that the Republicans are all racist mm, doesn't fit the narrative. <laughs> Well, I think uh, I think uh, Oz and McCormick are men of color. Yeah, they're both carpetbaggers. Well, isn't white? Isn't is they're white men of carpetbagging? Is, is no, white that, not that, a color? That is true. That is true, Ben. You are one hundred percent correct. White is a color. I mean, they still they're not BIPOC, if that's what you're implying. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see yeah. if we can get uh, Miss Barnett uh, on the show. All right. Thank you, Stan. Yeah. All right. Have a great one. Appreciate Thanks. that. Bob Garrett get, is on the line. Good morning, get, sir. Uh, Ambassador Sands on the on the. Everybody also. should call in. There's uh, everybody's encouraged to call your candidate and have them call in. I do not call any candidate. And invite them. They have to come on themselves. Go ahead, Bob. You're hey, on the uh, mark. Uh, good morning, uh, Ben and uh, Mark. I'm out here in Western uh, Snyder County, getting ready for the McClure Bacon Fest. Oh, uh, so I hope everybody comes on bacon. out tomorrow for that. Uh, if you're celebrating Easter, have uh, bacon from a pig. If you're celebrating Passover today, you can have bacon from a turkey, and you'll be just fine. So, are, are you going to hey, have some uh, bean? You got to have some bean soup with that bacon. One thing. Go ahead, Ben. What was that? You got to have bean soup with that bacon. <laughs> bean soup in September. This is Bacon Fest. This is the Spring Festival uh, in McClure. There's a lot going on in McClure. It's like the whole place smells like bacon. They should be charging a mission. Uh, just to drive through the town, I'll tell you honestly. But, uh, hey, what I'm uh, calling about, I just want to respond to one thing that uh, Charlie said. And Charlie Giroux has a very compelling story. I would uh, encourage everybody uh, to listen to it. Uh, but uh, when he talked about working with the legislature to repeal Act 77, the key thing that he said there is working with the legislature. You know, we haven't experienced that for a few years now. Uh, where the executive in Pennsylvania has worked with the legislature, has come up with with uh, solutions, uh, the kind of solutions we saw early in the Ridge administration. And I welcome that kind of talk. That, that's really what we need, and we need that in Washington, D.C., too. We need an executive who works with the Congress, an executive who works with the legislature, all of the legislature. Just don't pick and choose. Don't pass everything by the slimmest majority, or not even pass it. Let the courts rule and uh, you know rule from the king's bench, uh, which I, I think we had a revolution about that. So I would I would encourage everybody listen in, lean in. Uh, the election's coming up. By the way, next week we have uh, Dr. Oz in. I know Kathy Barnett has been in. I've seen Carla Sands at events in the area. We've, I think we've had all the candidates moving through. I haven't seen. Uh, Josh Shapiro recently, but I'd love to see him uh, roll through. Of course, the lieutenant governor was here uh, two Saturdays ago uh, running for United States Senate. We'd like everybody to come into the greater Susquehanna Valley and just see what's going on. And a particular invitation, we'll have G.T. Thompson. He's been mentioned. He'll be our new member of Congress here in Snyder and Union Counties. Uh, G.T. Thompson will be in, and he'll be getting the baton passed to him by none other than Fred Keller, uh, that's next Monday, not Monday, not Easter Monday, but the, a week later, 
Uh, we'll have them for breakfast. Anyone can come to that. Uh, you do have to buy a ticket. Uh, you No free breakfast in the greater Susquehanna Valley. You buy your ticket. I'll buy my ticket. Uh, but it's at the uh, Susquehanna Valley Country Club. Love to have everybody out to meet GT, an understated but very, very effective uh, legislator. We'll be the chairman of the uh, Agriculture Committee. Uh, we just heard an uh, invitation for agriculture. This is the guy that's going to be writing the legislation in the next Ag Bill and hopefully figuring out how to bring food prices down, not move them up. So I just wanted to put out that invitation for both the Bacon Fest and uh, come on over, uh, meet uh, GT, uh, watch the baton being passed uh, by uh, by uh, Fred to GT, maybe one day in the not-too-distant future, future, that baton will be passed back. Let's hope so. We hope that uh, we'll see Fred Keller for many more years to come. Is this a bipartisan? Uh, this is a bipartisan Chamber of Commerce you're talking about? Uh, nonpartisan. Nonpartisan, yeah, the there you go. Not, uh, the Chamber of Commerce doesn't have a political action committee, uh, so we take it right down the middle. We are the... Uh, we are the sane center. We are the raging moderates. We want everybody to understand the issues of the greater Susquehanna Valley when they go to vote in Harrisburg and Washington, D.C. And uh, the more we see, the better we feel about it. Uh, the legislators do best when they, uh, when they listen to the people rather than tell the people what, what's best for them. Well, you don't need a political action committee. You have Ben, so he'll get all your politicking work done for you, <laughs> okay. rubbing elbows with everybody. And uh, thank you. Yeah, gsvcc.org, and that's on the 25th of April. Uh, Debbie KOK is going to be in the back row, so we invite yeah. everybody to see us up there. We'll have uh, we'll have coverage. Thank you, Bob. Okay, come on out from. to the bacon fest tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Sounds like fun. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Bob bacon. Garrett, head of the Chamber of Commerce, the uh, Central Pennsylvania, or the uh, Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. I'm getting my chambers yeah, there's, backwards. Uh, yeah, but, uh, boy, uh, interesting when you talk about uh, food. Great to have a bacon fest in the spring and a bean soup festival in the fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you can't have any bacon today. It's uh, prohibited. Turkey bacon, maybe, but uh, yeah, not today. Tomorrow. No, you shouldn't have any tomorrow. meat or fowl at all today. Nope. It's off the list. All right. Listen, you have a super-duper yeah. good Friday and a great weekend and a wonderful Easter. You too. I'll huh? be at a sunrise service out oh, in really? Danville area. Oh, boy, sunrise. 6.30 a.m. Okay. 37 degrees, says AccuWeather at that time. Well, Jesus is the reason for the season. So how about But remember what today is, and we missed it. Kevin didn't hit the bumper music. I thought <gasps> we'd hear a little Beatles. But uh, today is April 15th. You realize what that is? Tax day? Tax well, actually, day. it's Monday. Well, Monday, but you know, for for me, it's tax day going into uh, Monday. But uh, every day is tax Friday, day for me. Yeah. Tax day. I don't even know what the numbers is. Do we have? Are we into July yet to pay our federal taxes? Oh, our tax payback. Tax payback. Yeah, I think it's day. in June. Is it really? Oh, yeah, actual tax day. Thank you, Mr. Kevin, for coming back from your big Philadelphia trip. I hope yeah. you and your boy enjoyed it. Uh, we got, I guess there's great pictures on Facebook. So yeah, it was good in Hershey, too. Oh, they, is that where it was? They had, they had their lighters up, and they were going back and forth. Butane. Yeah, yeah. See, butane <laughs> is the through line through the whole During show. During Candle in the Wind, yes. yes. Ben, we'll see you in two weeks, Two correct? weeks, yeah, All right. 29th. Ben has the next Friday off. Candidates Day. This is WDK, OK Sunbury.